electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Claire Odomodi. Today on our podcast. Investors in limbo after the Fed's Jay Powell affirmed that more rate hikes are ahead. We'll hear from Fed critic and Starwood Capital CEO Barry Sternlicht. It's not productive capital. We're hiding. We're waiting for the fallout. This doesn't feel real. This feels like 07, the rally into 0708. On the Fed's inflation fight, commercial real estate, market outlook, and much more. Things are not fine in the regional banks. He can say it all he wants. But the government is basically giving an implied guarantee on deposits. So there's been no run on the rest of the banks. The banks are not in good shape. Plus, Bitcoin on a tear. It just kept going and going and going and going and going. The FTC charging Amazon with making Prime a subscription you can't get out of. They describe it as the Iliad, like this odyssey that takes forever. And all the rest of today's stories that got us squawking. It's Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand Becky by in three, two, one. Cue it, please. Good morning. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Welcome back, Andrew. Thank you. It's nice to see everybody. Good what to a see week. you too. What yeah, a week. yeah, what a week. First up today on the podcast, Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell affirmed that additional interest rate increases are likely ahead until more progress is made in bringing down inflation. This is our job is to bring inflation down. The way we do it is by raising interest rates. And while that can be painful, what it does is it it gradually slows down demand so that supply and demand can get back into alignment. In remarks yesterday to the House Financial Services Committee, quick note he'll testify before a Senate committee today, Powell said nearly all FOMC participants expect that it'll be appropriate to raise interest rates somewhat further by the end of this year. One regional bank president, an alternate to the FOMC committee this year, Atlanta's Rafael Bostic, said in online commentary that the bar to justify further rate hikes is now higher. Bostic supports holding the central bank's target rate level for the rest of the year. I heard different interpretations of Bostic's comments. First, that he was saying he thinks he's fine with interest rates where they are, let it ride and see what happens for a while. And some people say that's bullish. He also said, though, that he is kind of taking the idea of rate cuts off the table for next year. And some people pointed to that as the point when stocks Mm. actually started to sell off in the afternoon. Until next year. Uh, Taking them off the table next year. For next year. For next year. So no no cuts this year, no cuts next year. So five or six is where we're going to be. Yeah. Uh, So that extended. If you believe that Bostic is the prime mover. Right. Well, that's it's just the idea that these things are out there. You're going to hear from a lot of Fed hawks today. I think you've got Mester, who's supposed to be speaking, Waller and some others. Jay Powell's going to be testifying again. But I think we'd been looking at everything like people thought, okay, we got what we wanted out of the Fed. Anything else you hear may... 
concern you a little bit about what's happening next, not to mention just the fact that there's not a consensus on the committee right now. Right. And I think it, it, it highlights that maybe more than anything. Because I was going to say, I thought all the comments that Powell's made so far, and we'll see about today, are in the hawkish category. Yeah, so I'm not a couple sure. more hikes coming too. And, right. and, and I saw people saying that it was Jay Powell who caused the sell-off. So I, I don't know right. where you want to put it. I, I think interest rate concern probably is a fair assumption. But we decided that it, if, if you were sure you were going to go again, you would have gone. Right. If, you, you, if the case was there to, for needing it. And that's it's what a big Larry deal Summers to say, uh, say. I want to, it's a big deal to not do it. Say I'm going to take a month off? Yeah. Big deal because there's a reason you're doing that. You're going right. to see, see what's going on. You're, you're admitting the possibility of something happening, which changes your your right. viewpoint of, of the economy. This was weird yesterday. Bitcoin back well, above it was up like thirty thousand. Up like twelve percent, based yeah. on if you if you where, where you start, uh, what, where you're looking. At. But it, you know, I was watching it and it just kept going and going and going and going right. and going uh, up above thirty thousand. It kept the bid just kept coming in. It was weird because BlackRock made that announcement and it was still dealing with some other negative things and and last right, week's the, fed fed commentary about right going saying up, blackrock's announcement didn't was move, good didn't not, move not right away out. but then charles schwab citadel and the other one sort of stepping into the the void left by by ftx and just i mean those are big uh, blue chip names that even just saying we're going to do this crypto stuff and, and and i think the other thing people were saying yesterday was yeah there may be a lot of the S coins, you're not allowed to say that word, but then in the center there is, if anything makes it through all this, Bitcoin is going to probably be a survivor. Why else would you get in crypto if you didn't think Bitcoin or in Ethereum and maybe a couple of other of them you right. know, did have some type of future in the world? And I think once again, you're back. It doesn't take much to move it from 25 right. to 30. Well, Bitcoin's obviously. up 50% for the year now. Just up 50% yeah. for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meantime, how's the Oh, yeah, Kelly buying her 5%. Uh, I used to, when she sat in for you, I was like rolling my eyes because she just wanted to buy a one month 5% T bill. Yeah. Oh, I bought some of those too. Yeah, because some people <laughs> want to do things like What are you going to do in a month? But no, no, but, it, but it, if you're getting 5% it, and it adds up over the course of a month, that's better than what you're. If it's $10,000 at the end of the year, you've got $500 you can go to dinner yeah. at a, at a decent place. dollars into it. I know, but, there you know. Are places, and, and by the way, it beats the heck out of a savings account all, right now. Right, but all my former guys that are in the business and gals that are in the business, they messaged me and said, you know, Kelly has a nightlight too. You know, where a you have. Light. Yeah. You know, so when you're, you want to feel safe at night, oh, you yeah, keep the you light on at night. You know, don't do buy any way. stock. Well, better to buy, okay, don't buy Bitcoin. Buy Nvidia. Buy buy something. You're able to say that now, halfway into the year, where it's been a very strong year for stocks. We didn't know that at the beginning. Right. If you were looking at last keep year, keep your five If there was a lot, no, I'll take the five. Take it. Okay. Good. Right. And you get to go to dinner at the end of the year. See me taking a movie too, and bring the kids. The FTC, Federal Trade Commission, sued Amazon yesterday, accusing the retailer of intentionally duping millions of customers into signing up for its Prime program and then sabotaging their attempts to cancel. The FTC said uh, Amazon made it difficult for consumers to buy items uh, on its site without Prime. And a button that instructed users to complete their transaction didn't clearly state that they were also agreeing to join Prime for a recurring subscription. The complaint also says uh, the cancellation process is difficult to navigate and designed to deter uh, consumers from ending their prime subscription. These are- Well, they describe it as the Iliad 
I don't know if you the, what? like a Trojan the Iliad. Horse. No, the Iliad, like oh, a long, the Odyssey. like, like, this, yeah. like oh. this Odyssey that takes forever. You have to go through eight pages. You have to go. You have to know where to click. That you know, one thing's in bold, but the real thing is you know not in bold. Right. And it's like a hundred different it, steps. I wouldn't know because I've never actually tried to cancel. Part and, of my and, like and it, the, <laughs> which is terrible that they. I mean, if true, terrible that they were doing. This. And the, because and, and the it didn't piece, just happen randomly. And the it? other piece was that they were selling um, Prime Video. Remember, we had a discussion once about. The idea that some people do watch the Prime Video. I know yeah. you're not a Prime Video no, uh, I, I, watcher. No, I, am. I do watch Prime Video, but, but people, I got Prime before right. but some because people I just buy liked just everything Prime, else that came with it. Some people are just buying oh, Prime Video yeah. for video. Yeah. But one of the things they're doing, or at least the allegation is, that, is that they're confusing you. You think you're going to buy Prime Video. But you get the whole. And then they're effectively upselling you to Prime because you can't tell the difference between the, the two. That's Look, these type of things, they shouldn't, I mean, this is such a good company. Such a good company. Yeah, There's so like many good things. They should not be doing these kind stuff. of things. This is this is right. like you know exactly lowbrow yeah. stuff. Shouldn't, but I thought the same thing. If, I, if I, true, I, shouldn't be the case. I, I watched things too. I think yesterday the only way to watch the Yankees was on Amazon. I think I didn't go there. Um, no, I watched stuff on. I looked a little. I just but I, I always a got the Prime game. Video stuff for free because I've been a Prime subscriber for so long. What I've been dealing with lately is, is on ads. It drives you a little nuts, right? No, the X's don't work. Where you try and get rid of the oh. ed, it takes you to where you're going. It takes <laughs> you to where they want to go. On, I keep, anywhere. I try to get, I don't want it there. I'm yeah. doing something, right. a turtle or something. So I hit the X, get rid of it. Woo, it takes me to what they want to do. I go, no, I didn't want to do that. I go back, try again. There's it's the X. Because okay, the X is so tiny, the, it's impossible to get on right. it and everything else. Target the Woo, X. Back to the thing, again the and again, problem. back to what they were, they want me to go. It's like, right. you bastards. This is not, uh, you can get, not, Google, you can get I, the FCC on that one? We're talking so long, we're it's not going to talk, we'll talk same. Later. It's part of the same thing. Oh, no, part I think this the, is much worse. This is, they're charging it is, and they, and they, some odd dollars. If and they planned it. You be able to and they planned it. You know that they, they did. They probably created that maze that you Do got. Do you remember out. the that's, old that's, Columbia Records yeah. deal where you would sign up to get, like, however right. many CDs for a penny or a dollar or something, right. and, and then they, you could never end The two pieces of that suit, which was so fascinating, was one, they suggested that the suit that's up to, unto itself actually changed the policy. So apparently now it's a lot easier to, qu to quit. Yeah. To quit. And the real question is going to be whether there's actual evidence, in, and now they say there's evidence, internally inside Amazon, where they're talking about how do we make it harder? How do we harder? make it tougher? How do we make it that tougher? That would be bad. I'm and sure. If that's the, no, but that's terrible. I know. It, it's just And you know, I love the company. I do. I use it every day. Cheese will be next. Coming up on Squawk Pod, real estate mogul Barry Sterling holds nothing back. His take on the Fed's goal of reaching 2%. We're going to see inflation lower than 3%. And the question is, is he going to be happy with that? I mean, I know he says 2%. I hear every morning about credibility. They have credibility for Jesus Christ. So I say that. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. 
Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. We're back. This is Squawk Point. Stand by, Joe. His mic, Q. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan, along with Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Fed Chair Jay Powell says that the inflation fight still has a long way to go, but our next guest is asking, at what cost? Joining us right now is Barry Sternlicht. He is the chairman and CEO of Starwood Capital and the chairman of Starwood Property Trust, which is the largest commercial mortgage REIT in the United States. Barry, it's good to see you. It's been a while since we've talked about these things. You have been opposed to the Fed uh, raising for quite some time because of the damage you think it's doing. What, what do you think about these latest comments from Jay Powell? Thanks. Good morning, guys. You know, I, I haven't been opposed to the ra- raise in rates. I mean, it was just late, and the pace of the raise was what I was opposed to. I thought I was very pleased that he paused. Yeah. But you know, there's a we're mutual golf fans. You know, and there's Jim Nance says this was a weekend like no other. This is a economic recession like no other. Well, nobody's ever seen anything like this. This doesn't make any sense. What's happening? You have the fastest contraction in M2 in history. And you're looking for signs of the economy slowing down. And why is it not slowing down? So I really tried to, I, my thesis in college was, uh, I had a statement, there, was a lot, there are lies, damn lies, and then there are statistics. <laughs> so I think you have to boil down. I listen to all these economists. I am not an economist, but I come on the show. And I want to go a little deeper on the data and show you what's actually happening, because it's fascinating. So let's start with the employment market. So the employment market, I think we had like 339,000 jobs in May. And I kind of said this in the last appearance a little while ago, that in the 07-08 recession, two industries, healthcare and education, actually gained jobs. And you can see last month, it was the leading category of growth, almost 100,000 jobs. In the last 12 months, that's been a million jobs. So healthcare and education is not sensitive to interest rates. Nobody is not getting sick because he's, just, he's gonna take short rates to six. So he can't impact that. Go uh, two columns more, government. That actually is local government. And that's been almost half a million jobs in the last 12 months. Oh, that's gonna, should reverse. What governments are doing this is was catching up. That was... it, it's basically municipalities and states. It's not the federal government, actually. And so he can't really impact that. The, th- the last category is probably one of the most important to me, the leisure and hospitality. That's been 850,000 jobs in 12 months. And last month, it was the third highest category, fourth highest category. That is hotels and also restaurants. Mm-hmm. And you know we have no workers. Like, we still have no workers. And we had a million and a half workers in 2019. We had a million last year. So we're, every month, he's gonna, we're gaining 50, 60, 70. It's average 77,000 jobs a month in that category alone. That's going to fill. We, have a, we still have a backlog of 350,000 empty jobs. Right. So you're going to see that he's, right. he's got a sort of a tidal wave coming out. Manufacturing finally went negative last month. It's the last category. And we took out like 17 categories, financial activities, utilities, information, retail trade, wholesale trade, which are basically flat. So, the reason, so everything the else is flat, seeing... and this is the total gain. And he's trying to kill a labor force with interest rates that's hard structurally to kill with just interest rates. So, but I think that, that that's, that's your, the reason that we have not seen the job market slow. It's that's, been so stubborn. And, and he, he's measuring his success. He wants to uh, increase or lower employment. But he, but he doesn't want to, but he th- I think he thinks that's the only way that well, you can actually get to a point where you wage slow growth infl- down. wage growth down and therefore slow inflation. So let, let's talk about the other problem, which I, I, I said I was, I was, I'm sorry for his situation, but he is a federal government spending out of control. So look at spending, which is um, called U.S. discretionary, discretionary spending. spending. Yeah. 
So many people might not realize that we're spending more money this year than we did the last two pandemic years. And Joe would like this, right? Um, I would like it. Well, you'd like to not <laughs> I'd like do to it. complain about it. Right. <laughs> we'd like some physical discipline. Right, I'd like to complain. But it's so about amusing it. that they have a discussion, a huge argument about the debt ceiling when they're spending. They agreed to spend a trillion seven. And that is actually just up about a hundred billion in defense over those four years. The rest of it is other stuff. And and that so so you have the federal government, which is the largest who spends a trillion seven, not even Tesla. So a trillion seven is not changing with interest rates. Right. The government yeah, doesn't like say three and a half Twitters. Yeah. Let's go pull back on spending. This is committed spending. And I think this and you see the construction number was up last month. I was like, wow. But that's probably federal spending on construction projects and data centers. There's now a website you can go to where you can see where they're spending the, the uh, trillion dollars of infrastructure right. money. So you've got the federal government with the foot to the floor accelerator and the, and the Treasury trying to break it. It's it's it doesn't feel like a like a real a real economy now. He says the economy is so strong. Look at retail sales. Look at advanced retail sales. So retail sales are falling off a cliff. Um, the argument, though, has been that people are spending their money on services instead yeah, of right. And that's true, things. but that should slow, right? I think, I think they'll slow. We're beginning to see a topping out in the hotel market. Like, but Barry, like uh, prices are not right. going up. You came on. I went back to look. Yeah. September 15th, 2022, we yeah. wrote a headline. The U.S. economy is breaking hard. It is breaking says hard. Says Starwood Barry Starwood. I was a little early. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't understand the strength of the consumer. I mean, I, had, I, I did not. I think people are employed. And when people are employed, they spend money. And they're not feeling like they're at risk of their job. So I think today you see, you see a, a stronger economy, but there are signs of weakness. Right. But there are, you I know, mean, I guess spending the question is, on could services. You, could you still be early is the question. Well, I, I think, like, you saw credit cards now. There were record credit card numbers. B of, a, B of A just said that we've reached the same levels of delinquencies. I think we're headed higher. And, and look at the last slide, which is inflation, which I come on and talk about all the time. It's such a bizarre number, which is the rent growth. You know, it's a third of CPI and 42% of his PCE. This, this is the biggest flaw in his inflation data. He knows it. He's talked about the lag. In last month's number... Uh, this number went up. Housing equivalent went up from 0.4 to 0.6. It's an anomaly. It was actually a really weird thing that happened we had with hotels. Who came on and who talked about if you stripped it out, if He's you stripped out that component of it, you so would have seen much lower. So we're going to see inflation lower than 3%. And the question is, is he going to be happy with that? I mean, I know he says 2%. I hear every morning about credibility. They have credibility for Jesus Christ. That's why I say that. They have, you can't work they have, cable. They have credibility. I mean, they, everyone knows. And who are the victims of the Fed raising rates? Like, who's, who's really suffering? The federal government is a $32 trillion deficit. We're the biggest. We have to pay the interest on $32 trillion at higher rates. That number right now is like $660 billion. 5% on $32 trillion is a trillion six. Right? You, we're going to have to keep printing money just to pay the interest expense. Second category, regional banks. You guys have said think, things yep. are not fine in the regional banks. He can say it all he wants, but the government is basically giving you an implied guarantee on, the, on, on deposits. So there's been no run on the rest of the banks. The banks are not in good shape, the regional banks. They all have commercial real estate loans. We can mark the securities to market. No, and Janet Yellen just said that she'd be interested right. in having some of them pair up, having them be yeah, bought, I mean, having the, the, capitalization they, come they, in for look, some of these Look, only by the grace of God do some of these regional banks continue to, to walk. Basically, any group of hedge funds can take one of them down any moment because they can't recreate liquidity and they can't sell their bonds at market. And they can crystallize these losses. And we can't even look at their commercial real estate loans. We can't figure out how close they are. But you know that the victims of these rate increases are all fixed assets, bonds, real estate, 
infrastructure, anything that was a yield is worth less. Now, Jay Powell's response would probably be, look, it, it, we, we have to fight inflation because inflation hurts everyone, but particularly those at the lowest rungs. Yeah, and I think he's ladder. done a good job. Inflation's coming down. That's the whole point. He they, needs they, to just pause. When they pause. look at core, they're, they're now focused far more on core than they are yeah. the headline inflation. Yeah. And, and that's... Um, it's coming his way. He so you, you think as long as they as long as they extend this pause and wait and see, yes. which is, by the way is sort of what Rafael Bostic said yesterday, yes. that he's satisfied with where they've come to yes. this point. He'd like to wait and see, but on the other end of that, he says, don't expect any relief anytime soon. Rates are not coming back down. He doesn't when, think you know, all through I, I next hope, year. I hope the Fed doesn't have to lower rates as fast as I think they're going to have to lower rates. I, I think because of, because of what it says about the economy. Yeah. yeah. So do you think he made a mistake? So if we go back to September, though, do you think that he made a mistake with all the rate increases that he's conducted since then? Because it, back then, the view I think that you had was he should stop. Back in back in September, I think in the, it was no, it wasn't September. It was like it was in the fours, I think. Yeah, I do think there's a huge lag. We all know it. So the question is, he he didn't raise when he had to. The Fed was unanim unanimous on rates lower uh, longer. We all positioned our books based on that, and all of a sudden we went to the moon and beyond on rates, and very quickly. Now I know he he threw a hard break on the economy, but if you look at global trade, you look at China, the world was slowing. It's gonna slow, right. and glo deglobalization is bad for GDP growth. So. He's, he's, in, he's got a different environment, a different macro environment than he had before. You were talking about spending. Before, before this all happened. Uh, spending, how much fiscal discipline we have or don't have, and I would, I'm with you, we, we don't. But <laughs> I wonder how much of that really you think is, the, is the, the problem, insofar as we were also just talking about what's happening in England, for example. England UK, has its own issues. Or you, look in, you know. or you look in Europe, or you look in other parts of, of the world, and you look at the inflation rate there, and you say to yourself, I mean, England maybe, is Brexit. Partly maybe Brexit. we have maybe we have issues, but Closer to, they're totally different. They got issues. no energy. They screwed yeah, up that. They, 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 England, everybody's you, got a different you, issue. Yeah, but, but they're the closer. Question, are they all, all idiosyncratic, or do you say to yourself? No, by the way, Europe's going to come down. But, you know, they're going to see rates will come down. They can't afford these rates, and Europe does not have never had the demographics the U.S. had. And we're, you know, we're missing immigrants. We're missing millions of immigrants, and we're missing them from our restaurants and hotels. Totally. And that, would, that would free up the labor force a little bit. We have to cure that. And the, the parties, when I was in Washington, they say, we'll fix HB1 visas, but they don't do anything. Right. It's too politically charged. So we need to increase the labor force dramatically. And we, we open a hotel in Hawaii. We, we, don't have, we're, we, can't, we can't find workers. And we literally can't find workers. And um, you can't get them into the country. So um, you know, I think. I think Powell, at the end of the day, the rise in the increase in rates, he did his job. They should now they have to wait because I do think the, the 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 banking situation is more fragile. Not the not the 26 big banks, but the regional banks, which service these communities, which really work. If you want to open your Burger King or laundromat or your little right. restaurant, you're not going to J.P. Morgan. You're shorting, you shorting the regional banks. No, they do have this implied guarantee, you know, but I think I am, as I might have mentioned last time, we own a lot of treasuries, you know, like we're, it's not productive capital, we're hiding, we're waiting for the fallout. This doesn't feel real. This feels like 07, the rally into 07, 08. I mean, That's what so I was going to say. There, there have been people who have pointed back to that, that yeah. we thought we I were I remember in the what clear. that was like, yeah. We had Kevin Warsh on yeah. uh, just in the last couple of weeks, Brilliant and he man. said, Look, we, we all thought we were in the clear after Bear Stearns too. Yep. You had a very fine summer when it came to the markets, but come fall, uh, that's when the Well, look how thin the rally is. You know, I know it's broadening out a little bit, but it is awfully thin. And these stocks are not cheap now. You know, they can't all be winners of AI. So, I, 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 look, it's, um, it feels like um, 
to me, I think we're, 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 we are deploying capital. We are, we are buying things. We do like think what? we're beginning to see discretion, you know, some cracks in the armor. We just bought a big portfolio of loans in, in Europe. Um, we're, the energy complex, there are loans to be made in that area that are kind of exciting because so, all these investors are pulling out of it and you're just trying to lend against existing reserves. There's, there's interesting things to do. Um, the, you know, the real estate markets in general are, are healthy, except for the U.S. office market. Right. And the U.S. office market, New York just passed 50% finally. To walk around, I mean, I don't know what would happen to restaurants and, and theaters if we were full in the New York, because it's full. New York is really active. It's not like San Francisco, which feels like a dead man walking. I mean, New York has a lot of, a lot of activity going on. And the you know, youth are here. I mean, you can't kill this city if you tried. Although they're trying hard. So, you know, I think the real estate complex, the apartments are still actually, so that's interesting. One of the things I missed, I think we all missed, housing. Like, how could this happen? How could interest rates go from zero to five? And, and still. And housing, and, and housing. and having bananas. This is like a weekend like no other. This is like a recovery like no other. Right. The housing market, he's creating a bigger deficit of homes by rates this high. They're not building as many homes. So you're going to have the rebound out of this could be inflationary. You could see apartment rents climb again there i was with the head of fannie mae and, well, and she there, said, because nobody wants to move if you've got an interest rate that's two and a half three exactly. percent you so don't want to a, trade up into a exactly, higher one. Yeah. so the, the head of fannie mae she said that um their actual growth in their portfolio is one and a half percent the hmm. fed is almost at nine that's that's almost they're almost the entire apartment market in the united states so they should talk to each other that would be helpful but or, or use her data <laughs> don't use right. your six thousand houses you survey so you know, apartments are fine and probably will be fine. They just have a balance sheet problem. The cost of debt's too high. At least they have Fannie and Freddie to lend. Hotels are solid right now, but I'm worried, you know, that the first thing to go when you actually get a recession is travel slows, right? Although this is a lot of leisure travel. Um, leisure logistics are good, solid. Amazon's cutting back, but everything else, small tenants are good. Uh, U.S., only U.S. office, and not every city. It's really just city by city, and the good buildings, like one Vanderbilt, which is owned by SL Green, is completely will, full what, of huge rents. What will drive home all your points to power? How will we see it? How will he go, holy, holy moly? Um, Sternlich was right all along. <laughs> what data point in the uh, next, can it happen in the next I, month you, while they pause? You will see the, non, the categories of the economy that lost jobs in 07, 08 will begin to turn around. So construction should go down. Uh, retail sales, which is 15 Will it happen in the employed. next month or will he raise again? No, it, it won't happen. It'll happen so he'll in raise again. several months. I just hope he'll, he'll pause and look at the whole of the data. You know, if you look deep in the data, you see problems. He should listen. I, some of my friends met with some of the regional governors and they talk about the real estate complex. Mm -hmm. And they, they're beginning to ask, which is good. I had the meetings just yesterday. And, and they said to this gal, you know, there's, there's no problem. We don't see the problem. The problem is there. Like we see the problems in the world, in the real estate world. We see people who have caps in place on a loan, so they're not, they don't have to cover 5% interest, right. but they're covering 2%. When that loan matures, they can't they refinance can't the loan. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. You said something earlier. We all listened to the Fed when they said they were going to keep rates very low for a very long time. We position, positioned oh, our books as such. Again? <laughs> no, 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 no. We positioned our books as such. And then rates went to the moon. <coughs> Has anybody been able to reposition? Are you stuck in those positions at these higher rates with what you're just talking about? When these loans mature, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for rescue capital, people to come in and reap like good, good assets with the wrong balance sheet is probably the number one strategy for our, our equity funds. Okay. 
you try to find really good assets. I think the office complex will look a lot like retail. The good malls are good. Right. The bad malls are apartments now are being raised for fields of hay or wheat. But the good well, office buildings are full and everything else. In New York State, they just killed Governor Hochul's 800,000 residential unit bill. It died on, from both ends. The, the Democrats wanted you never to kick people out that weren't paying rent. And the Republicans didn't want to have an override over the local zoning. So she got pummeled from both sides. Are you friends with the mayor of Miami? Yeah. What do friends. you think? You like him? I like him a lot. It's a little early. You backing him? Yeah. Backing him for president? Well, I'm backing a few people for he's president. He's a big Bitcoin Who's guy. Who's on your list? <clears throat> Bitcoin guy. I like Glenn Yalkin, but he's not running. <laughs> right, so who else? Who, who, you said you're backing couples, so who do you, who no, you I, I, I'm in, You're afraid to Nikki, say DeSantis, even I'm, though you like him. I, I'm, I'm, you're I'm too in, politically I'm by Nikki Haley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. please. No, you asked me. No, so. well, she's I, running I'm, for vice I'm president. Gonna, look, do you like DeSantis? He loves DeSantis. He just won't say it. our presidential candidate. I'm not sure Trump or Biden will wind up being the candidates. Right. So You like DeSantis? He if he'll go you. to the middle. If he'll go to the middle. You like Chris Christie? He was sitting right here earlier this week. Some people like him. I like, I mean, you know, talking Tepper? about a bull. Huh? Tepper likes him? Likes him a lot. Tepper knows him well, then. I go with Tepper's David, then. I'll go with David. I, I know. That's what I thought. I thought I, I, I think actually, I thought if we're on the same side, I, I got I mean, a Chris question. Chris is an interesting guy because he's from a blue state. And he's, yep. he's sort of, yep. look, I, we have this discussion about running a third-party candidate. 49% of the country is now independent. It was 43 in 2020. Ross Chris, Perot. Christie's probably closest to that. Listen right? to this. When Ross Perot ran for office, you know what percent of the populous, popular vote he got? Like tw- it was 19. No, I was was it 19? That's I higher than I thought. Yeah. The U.S. population was independent that like year. 12. Yep, he elected Bill Clinton. 27. Right. So it's now 49. They have yeah. no party. And I'm in the big middle. So, right. I mean, I have no party. And we would love to have a candidate. I think they'd win on the merits. They'd win. They'd, if they okay. polled... They'd Sounds like Christie's side. getting some money from Barry after, after David Tepper's. I'm just sitting on That's the sidelines right now. But Mayor Suarez is going to be a rising star. He's a, he's a real athlete. And he, he's very, he's, I, you know, remember George Bush's yeah. compassionate conservatism? Yeah. He's a compassionate conservative. Right. Who loves Bitcoin? That was a marketing stint. He still loves it. Still <laughs> saying, he's, still, he's still talking about it. Everybody still tries talking to do something. Out. Out. Yeah, nice Thanks. to see great you guys. See you. Nice Thank to you. see you. Have a great day. Next. Two billionaire tech CEOs, fighting words. What's the worst that can happen? Did you guys know that uh, Zuckerberg has been training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for about a year? I read the whole article. Yeah, we know that. Squawk Pod will be right back. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Welcome back to Squawk Pod. Just another day in the cage match. Here's Becky Quick. Well, top tech CEOs are ready to rumble after Elon Musk recently tweeted that he would be up for a cage fight with Mark Zuckerberg. The Meta CEO shot back, posting a screenshot of Musk's tweet with the caption that said, send me location. Musk responded to that, Vegas Octagon, and said he has a great move that he calls the walrus, where he just lies on top of his opponent and does nothing. 
The online sparring comes after Musk taunted Zuckerberg on tweets, and Zuckerberg took a shot at Twitter's user numbers in a recent podcast interview. Did you guys know that uh, Zuckerberg has been training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for about a year? I, I, had a match I read the whole recently. article. About yeah, we know that. Because yeah. someone whole, said he uh, got pinned, and he disagreed. There was a controversy about did. whether he right whether he had actually been. Um, he like won some medals. Was yeah. it the original article? Won some medals. He was doing the rope a dope. I think he pretend, he was playing possum. Well, no. Well, I, apparently the referee was quoted in the New York Times saying that he had lost consciousness. Sleeping, you know. And then, uh, then Zuckerberg said that's not true. I was that he was making these like grunting, sort of like snoring noise, some kind of sounds. And then there was a whole. Anyway, they corrected the story. They went back and forth. There's a whole. <laughs> Crazy thing. He might have been rebooting since he can't pass a Turing. That's our podcast for today. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Catch them weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern and get the best parts of our TV show by following Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Have a lovely day and let's do this again tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 